0: Let's look over at John chapter nine, verse 41. This is actually the definition of sin by the master, by Jesus. It says, Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say we see, therefore your sin remains. That goes back to what I just said. If you don't know it's sin, it's not sin to you. But if you were blind, you would have no sin. That means if you didn't see it, if you didn't know it, Truly in your heart, which only God knows whether or not somebody sees something. They would not have sin. But now you say we see, therefore your sin remains. There's only one thing to do at that point in time. Humble yourself, repent, get clean, get cleansed. Amen. You want to know more about that? I've got a little mini book on my website. We can also mail it to you. Get clean, get clear, get miracles. You want to see miracles in your life? Get clean get righteous. Hear clearly from God and you will see miracles in your life. Amen. It goes on. So that's the definition by Jesus of sin. It's if you see it and it's, you know, it's wrong in your heart. It's sin to you. Amen. That's why we are not qualified to judge other people. We don't know what they see. They may say, oh, I didn't see it. God knows what's in your heart. He knows whether you're lying or whether you didn't see it. Amen. John 10 verse one, it says, most surely I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way. The same is a thief and a robber. A thief and a robber doesn't come in, and knock on the front door. Hey, can I come in and steal? No, they break in a window. They try to come in a back door where the neighbors can't see. Well, teenagers, boys will try to do that too. They'll try to sneak in the daughter's bedroom window at night. Be alert to what's going on with your teenagers. Amen. I'm not saying I ever did that, but he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The shepherd of the sheep comes by the door. That's how you can tell if someone has a right heart. Do they come in the right way to him? The doorkeeper opens and his sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. See, this is one way to know if it's truth or right. Did they come in the right way? Did they come in properly? Or did they sneak in the back door? Amen. If a young man wants to date your daughter, he should come and ask the parents, come to the front door. Amen. Otherwise, he's not really worthy. You know, there's a problem in our nation and in a lot of sales deals within companies, underhanded deals. There's a lot of unfaithful gossiping and stuff in Congress where they've, hey, it's an IOU, you do this for me and I'll do this for you. Under, underhanded, off the table with blackmail, bribery, not above board. That's not righteous. Don't do business that way, amen? Keep things right, above board, amen? Let's continue on. We talked uh, earlier about Romans. Let's go back to that. We're at Romans chapter eight, where it talked about there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Let's uh, verse three of Romans. He says, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. In other words, the 10 commandments, we were going to break them. The law, that's the 10 commandments. You and I have broken. them. Some of us have broke every one of them, but with Jesus, that sin is washed away. Amen. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit, walk according to the spirit. Amen. Be led by the spirit for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. Keep your mind on the things of God. That's how you stay righteous. Take captive of those thoughts that come in. Amen. If you like get in, God said, "You mighty man of valor, take captive the thoughts that say that you're a winkling, a weakling, a coward, a loser." No, you're not. You're created to be an overcomer. That means you overcome. Amen. You win. Faith is the victory that overcomes the word. You were created to live in faith and to overcome by faith. Verse six, it says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Well, you and I are God pleasers, amen. Say, I please God. I walk according to the Spirit. Amen? The law of the Spirit supersedes the law of death. Amen? He will renew you and give you life and life eternal. Glory to God. It's kind of like the law of gravity. You're coming down. Amen? If you're you're this, you're coming down. That's the law of gravity. But there's also a law of lift. You get enough lift and an airplane's going to fly, a helicopter is going to sit there and hover. The law of lift. Amen. Well, the law of the righteousness of God and the law of the spirit of life supersedes, overcomes the law of death. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We are born to live this way. If this is you that I'm talking to you right now, and you've been living in sin, you can get right with God right now. If the enemy is trying to tell you, you failed time and time again, you'll never come up. You'll never overcome that disease. You'll never overcome that habit, that lust, that drug, that alcoholism. He's a known liar. If he's saying it, he's lying. If his lips are moving, he's lying. He's a liar. Don't believe it. Amen. Say, I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. I have the victory inside me. I'm coming up and coming out. Satan, get out of here. You have no authority in my life. I live in victory. Amen. God's grace will empower you when you humble yourself and say, I'm, I'm wrong, Lord. I Forgive me. It's sin. I call it sin. I repent. I choose to change. His unmerited favor will come upon you. But His grace is more than un- unmerited favor. It's His ability, His power to come up. His favor in your life to give you the ability to come out. His strength. Well, God's never lost. He doesn't lose. If you've got His power working in your life, you're coming up and coming out. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Don't, don't be prideful. God resists the pride. Well, if God is resisting it, you, you aren't coming up and coming out, but he gives grace to the humble. Amen. Humble yourself. Well, let's go back over to Judges. We've been talking about Gideon. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Gideon. I like Gideon. Hallelujah. We're going to talk about Gideon and the one percenters. You know, we've ministered to outlaw bikers who are known as one percenters. We're going to talk about Gideon's, some of the first one percenters were the men around Gideon and the men around David, King David. You have to stay tuned for King David, but we're going to get into Gideon's one percent. Verse 13, it says, Gideon said to him, oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, and um, the Chaldean version, it says, if the Shekinah is with us, that means the dwelling The presence is a settling of God if the Shekinah glory is with us. Hallelujah. Then why has all this happened to us? You know, that's really a dumb question. God told them to abstain from evil. In Judges chapter 6 verse 1, it says that they didn't do it. They entered and did all kind of evil acts, exactly what God told them not to do. It's a, a dumb question. The proper question would be, Lord, forgive us. Where did we miss us? Show us where we missed us. Show us how to get up, how to come out, and the steps we need to take now. That would have been the wise question, not how did we get here. Hallelujah. Let me give you a hint. Always stay on God's side. Don't blame him. In a way, this is kind of, Lord, you say you're with us, but why has all this happened if you're with us? Almost accusational. Well, you say you're with us, but look what's going on. No, ask the Lord, why is this going on? And check your heart. He will reveal to you what, why something's happening, why you're not being protected. Oh, the enemy comes in and gets sucker punches. We live in a world of sin. But if you have continual year after year after year of problems, ask the Lord what you need to do to change, to come up because he's got plans to bring you up. Amen. I know I've done things wrong and I should be at a different place financially, spiritually, physically. Yeah, I had some chips and some cake. That probably didn't help the six pack, which I don't have anymore. But moving right along and it goes on, it says, um, And where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt, but now? The Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. That's false. That's a lie. We talked about lies. Here is a flat out lie. That Lord, it's not that they, um, the Lord has forsaken them. They stepped out from underneath the umbrella that I talked about in the last message. And now they're getting wet. They rebelled against what God told them to do. And there's penalties to sin. Yeah. If you've missed it, repent, get back right with God. Get back right with him and live in the blessings of God. Man, expect to come up and come out. Glory to God. Verse 14, it says, Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours. In this might of yours, he's the guy hiding underneath the sumac trees, the poison sumac, inside the wine press trying to get some grain. Mighty man of valor. Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Take a step of faith, amen, And whatever God has given you, and he will meet you where you are. You may say, I can't do it. Take a step, and God will meet you. If he's commanding you to do something, instruct you to do it, that means he's empowered you to do it. His ability, yes, you can't do it on your own, but through the goodness of of God, through His mercy, through His help, through His grace, you can do it, brother and sister. Don't quit. Take a step. Maybe you failed. Hey, I remember in college in trig, I had to take it over. I didn't quit. So I got out with a with a science degree. Don't quit. If you have to take it over, humble yourself. I probably could have studied a little bit more, not went out and played uh, some of the intramural sports as much, went to movies, You know, I probably could have done some stuff. Not probably, I could have. And the next semester, I did. Well, it goes on to say in verse 15. So he said to him, Oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? You can't do it. He couldn't do it without the mercy, grace, or ability of God. Indeed, my clan is a weakness in Manasseh. And I am the least in my father's house. He's saying, I'm a wimp. I'm small. I'm a weakling. God doesn't look at that. Remember King David? We'll get into that on one of the next messages. All the brothers were looked at and here comes this David, this you know country boy out taking care of the sheep, smelly, little youngest. Remember that? God selected him. Moses, he stuttered. He said, Lord, not me. How can you use me? I'm wanted back over in the land of Egypt. How can I be the one to deliver them, to set them free? I can't even talk without stuttering. God used him. Amen. Don't look at your ability. Look at what God has called you to do, and he will grace you to do it. Amen. In the message version, it says, look at me. My clan's the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the runt of the litter. That's natural speaking. That's why in Romans, it tells us to be spiritually minded, be spiritually led, not in condemnation, not looking natural, looking at the spiritual. In verse 16, it says, and the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Hear from God before you go to battle. This is what that means. When God has called you, you have something in your heart that you've heard from him to do the next step is, Lord, what next? How do I take a step? No, don't be saying, no, I don't have that ability. I can't do it. That's actually rebellion. That's, that's going against what God has called you to do, what he said for you to do. Don't be moved by it. Amen. Well, let's look over at verse 34. Hallelujah. Judges six, verse 34. Praise you, Jesus. It says, but the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Then he blew the trumpet. Gideon was graced to do a natural thing. He was anointed. That means if you are graced and called to work on cars, to be a plumber, to be an engineer, to be a pilot, God will come upon you to do that natural thing that he has called you to do. Amen. God has called you to do something. What has he called you to do? That's where your grace is, the ability is. No, you won't be able to do it on your own. Not if God's called you to do it. It's going to take faith. It's going to take steps. It's going to take his ability. Amen. Well, Gideon took a step of faith and led the people. then it goes on after he took steps in verse in chapter seven. This here is where he picked 300 men. It started out with being thousands. It says Jerubbabel, which that's Gideon. And all the people who were with him rose early and encamped beside the well of Herod, so that the camp of the Midianites was on the north side of them and by the hill of Morah in the valley. And the Lord said to Gideon, The people who are with you are too many. Now, we already know that there were so many that they were like locust. And now he's got these people and he says, the Lord says, there's too many of you few people to go against them says, the people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel claim victory for itself against me. In other words, they already had an issue with pride and rebellion. I'm not going to deliver them with all these people. I want them to know that I did it. See, you can't do it on your own. You can only do it the way God has called you to do it. goes on to saying, my own hand has saved me. That's pride. People say, look what I did. I pulled my bootstraps up myself. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a man. No, the truth is God created you. He graced you and you cannot do anything without God's grace and mercy. You can't even breathe or have another heartbeat. Amen. It goes on in verse three. It says, now therefore proclaim in the hearing of the people saying, whoever is fearful and afraid, don't go into battle with people who are in fear. Don't take them. Tell them to go home. Take care of things at the house. Go home and pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Build up your faith. Don't go into battle with people like that. You know, I've heard stories of Brother Hagin with his daughter um, was in the hospital. That when he found out she was in the hospital, he did not go immediately to pray and lay hands on her. Oh, I got to go pray for her. No, he went home. He got in in the word, built himself up in faith. Then he went. Laid hands on his daughter and saw the miracle manifestation of the goodness and healing of God in her life. Don't go into battle fearful. And then it goes on to say, Whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once from Mount Gilead. Send him home. No, nope, you ain't going. And 22,000 of the people returned and 10,000 remained. 22, he had 32,000, now he's down to 10,000. Whew. But the Lord said to Gideon, The people are still too many. There were as many as locusts. They've already got the donkeys, the camels, the oxen. You know, they've been eaten, so they got good, you know, their nutrition's built up. That's still too many. The people are still too many. Bring them down to the water, and I will test them for you there. You should be ready to be tested when you're going to battle. We must pass tests. If we don't pass tests, it's not like our. Uh, education systems where, ah, they didn't pass, but hey, they're 15. Let's get them out of the second grade. No, you must pass tests in the army of God as a child of God to be promoted. Otherwise, you're going to have to go around, take the test again. This one shall go with you. The same shall go with you. And whoever I say to you, this one shall not go. The same shall not go. God's saying, if I tell you this one goes, he goes. If this one, I say, doesn't go, send them home. You don't have to know why. They may be the best fighter that you know. They may act real strong. They may have big guns. That doesn't mean that they are qualified in past tests in the army of God. So he brought the people down to the water and the Lord said to Gideon, everyone who laps from the water with his tongue, as a dog laps, you shall set apart by himself. Likewise, everyone who gets down on his knees to drink, And the number of those who lapped, putting their head to their mouth, was 300. In other words, they went down to the pond and drank, looking around, watching for the enemy. Alert. The others went down, put their head in the water, not thinking about who the enemy could attack. Not alert. Oh, I need water. I need water. They weren't being courageous men in battle, using wisdom. God sent them home. The people who were alert, sensitive. Let me take a lap of water, lap of water. Yeah, I'm going to get nutrition. I'm going to get water, but I'm not going to be here, not alert in battle. Then the Lord said to Gideon, by the 300 men who lapped, I will save you and deliver the Midianites in your hand. Started out with over 30,000. Now he's down to 300. Round it off, that's 1%. These were the first 1%ers first one percenters. It's not the outlaw biker clubs. These were the first ones. Courageous. These were the real courageous men and women. Amen. Verse eight. So the people took provisions and their trumpets in their hands. What? Took trumpets? Man, I'm going to battle. Give me my machine gun and a bunch of ammunition, a knife, and maybe a backup gun and a pistol. A trumpet? They took trumpets in their hands and he sent away all the rest of Israel. Every man to his tent and retained those who were, who were 300. Now the camp of Midian was below him in the valley. Started out with 32,000, 22,000. Man, hand to the mouth, 300 people. Hallelujah. Don't be looking at numbers. Look at the plan of God. His plan isn't natural. His ways are not our ways. See, a courageous person doesn't just look at numbers, doesn't look at how they can do things. They look at what God has called them to do, what he has said. They're spirit led. Amen. You know, if you've fallen and messed up, get back up. Paul said this in 2 Corinthians 4, 8, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted but not forsaken. Struck down but not destroyed. You may have been knocked down but not destroyed. Get back up. Don't quit. I remember in uh, 2002, whenever I was drag racing Harleys, I was a chaplain for um, National Racing Circuit for motorcycles. I hit the pavement. I was slowing down. Set a track record. I was slowing down. Hit the pavement. I don't know, 120 miles an hour or so. Going slow. Hit the pavement. Well, it still hurt. Matter of fact, this right here, as part of that bike. Yeah, my head was right here. You can imagine how good looking I was before this went through my face helmet and hit me in the face. Ooh, boy, that hurt. Knocked down. Why still ride? Get back up. If you've been knocked down, humble yourself. Get back up. Don't quit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He has called you to overcome. Just like Gideon, he called him to live a triumphant life. To lead people in victory. God has called you to lead something, to do something for Him. You may be the leader of the people who clean the, the toilets at your church. Clean them thrones, amen. Go to the thrones and clean them with righteousness, knowing that you are doing kingdom business. You know, the people who clean, I was talking to some young youth at our church a couple weeks ago. They were in there cleaning the bathroom, and I pointed out that they were most likely, it was on a Friday night, the highest paid custodians in the world because they were doing it for the Lord. Whatever you do, do it in faith. Do it in joy. Do it unto the Lord. You're going to be blessed if you do. Well, this is Mike Kennedy with Living in Victory. I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for my sins. I receive him As my Lord and Savior. Father, I thank you for your mercy, your grace, and your love. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And I believe that I will have eternal life in heaven with you. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Additional teachings like this one by Mike Cannaday are available on CD, free of charge, and sent postage paid. Also, you can download this message and many others from our website at www.fqmin.org. To learn more about Mike and Shara Cannaday and the vision for Final Quest Ministries, you can contact them through their website or write to Final Quest Ministries, P.O. Box, Two oh three oh five, Bradenton, Florida three four two oh four, or call four one seven four five nine eighty nine hundred.